0: Welcome to It Starts at Home, a weekly podcast where we have honest conversations about what discipleship looks like in the home. Our hope is to come alongside parents by providing biblical truth and practical tools for raising kids and teens. We don't claim to be experts and we haven't written any books, but we do love families and want to help them build their foundation on Jesus. Thanks for joining us. Hi, my name is Allie Keaton. Thanks for joining us for another episode of It Starts at Home. I'm here as always with my co-host Thad Yesa. How's it going, Thad?
1: It is going great. It is conference week here for us at It Starts at Home. Meaning our foundation's parenting conference is this week, Friday and Saturday, March 6th. What can people expect at our conference?
0: I think they can expect a whole lot. There is so much good content that's coming. I don't know how you're going to choose from the breakout sessions. That was the goal was to provide more than our audience could choose from. And I think we are bringing it. So good breakout sessions, awesome worship sessions, good keynotes, community, encouragement, resources. I'm pumped.
1: So that's Friday, but today's Tuesday. We're recording. It comes out on Tuesday. What are we talking about today?
0: Today we're talking about the power of words. So we, I mean, saying that words are powerful is no no new thing. We know that words are powerful, and parents, parents, we, we know that we have a huge influence in our child's life, and there are very few things that are more influential and more powerful than a parent's words. Words have so much significance.
1: We can think of James 3, 5 that says, Though the tongue is a small part of the body, it boasts great things. Consider how a small fire sets ablaze a large force. And so our words are so powerful and impactful. So we not only think of James, we can think of even the creation story back in Genesis 1 that it's through God speaking that creation comes that mm. things take shape. That God creates Adam and Eve, and he spoke a blessing upon them, Genesis one twenty eight. And so our words, although we're not creating the world, we are helping create, form our children through our words. Our words are so powerful, but our words can also be used for evil.
0: Mm, yeah, we... Continuing in the Genesis story, that Satan's words were powerful as he twisted God's instructions and he created doubt in Eve's mind, that temptation. Um, and we just see throughout scripture that God keeps con- communicating to mankind, He keeps using His words to communicate what he has in store for them, the laws that they should follow, how they can live a life after him, and that's continued into Jesus's ministry. We see Jesus teaching. Words were powerful in his ministry. The way he talked to others was meaningful and powerful. And we see that a lot throughout scripture.
1: And we know that words can be used for such good. We think of in the story of Abraham, how God says, Abraham, those that bless you, I will bless. Those that curse you, I will curse. Uh, that blessings oftentimes lead to celebrations that God loves to celebrate and he loves to bless his children. And we need to view our words as ways in which we can bless our children. Yes, we can use our words to instruct, correct, but we can also use them to bless our children. Uh, We think so often, like as kids, they say sticks and stones may break my bones, but But words words will never never hurt hurt me. me." And that is a lie. (laughs) words are powerful they can hurt us anyone who has ever gone through junior high middle school right. has experienced the hurt of words from someone who we thought was our friend when we're on the end of receiving those unkind harsh words
0: yeah often we can not only we not only remember the harsh words that were said Of oh, so and so said this we often remember where we were when they said it where, what happened, when it was We remember the exact situation Because words are so powerful Proverbs 18.21 says The tongue has the power of life and death And those who love it will eat of its fruit And I think that in this episode We just want to encourage you guys to speak life To your kids, we have a few ways that you can do that And and I know that that's easier Said than done In in foresight, of course we want to speak life And encourage our kids and use our words To build them up, and it's normally in hindsight That we have made word choices that we regret but there are just some ways to think through how are we using our words to encourage our kids
1: and so we think of do our words or even our thoughts before they come words line up with what god would say about that person in that situation Mm. And, and god's words can help us choose words that bring life like we never want to say something that says you are worthless. Right. We're describing someone saying like, you have no value, you have no worth, when really God's word tells us that we're all made in the image of God and that all of us have value, that God has given each and every one of us value.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of times that's not really done intentionally. Like we're not intentionally trying to speak negatively, but There are certain statements that we can make as parents and caregivers that become identity statements. Um, He's a terrible eater. He doesn't nap well. She doesn't share well. She never sleeps. She she gets really crazy at nighttime. And a lot of times these things become identity statements. The kids identify with that. They were always told that, oh, I'm that way. And so inevitably, they become that way. And a parent's powerful words, can they speak over their kids, shaping their thoughts and their identity. And kids, they live up to what's expected of them.
1: And even as our kids grow from being toddlers to hearing our words to then elementary school, middle school, high school... Even how we use our words to speak about how they were in the past, that begins to shape their identity even more. If you're saying, you were a terrible (laughs) baby, that might cause a question like, is there something wrong with me? Did I do something wrong? And it might start to build Mm. insecurities. And you're using words to describe something that happened in the past, but that's still very present and opening a womb for them now in the present and going into the future.
0: Yeah, so I would encourage parents to speak biblical truth over their kids. Give them blessings from scripture. Tell them who they were created to be. Proverbs 14.1 says, Every wise woman encourages and builds up her family, but a foolish woman over time will tear it down by her own actions. So just what, what does the Bible say about who your kids are? What does the Bible say about who you are as a parent? Use those words and those biblical truths in your encouragement to your kids.
1: Have a time delay. Stop and think before you speak. Filter whether your words are for building up or tearing down. We understand that there's times when we need to have immediate um, constructive language with Mm -hmm. our children Mm -hmm. saying, hey, you should not be doing that. Hey, I need to reprimand you about an action that you just did.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But in the moment, if something happens and there's the possibility of delaying, for me, I am very quick to speak very loudly when something happens And what I've recognized with my own small girls is that when I react in a moment of unfiltered language, that it scares them. Mm. And that's not what we want to do. When my child knocks over her cup of juice and it spills all over the carpet, Mm. when I raise my voice, I'm saying, that carpet is more valuable than you are. Mm. And so we need to, hey, pause, take a step back, evaluate the situation. Maybe instead of immediately responding, correcting, saying, hey, we need to clean this up. Let's go get some paper towels and clean this up and then talk through, hey, what happened isn't okay? What happened? Why did it happen? Use a time and delay. We think of Proverbs 15.1, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but hard words stir up anger. Getting in a shouting match with your teenager is not going to fix right. any issues.
0: Yeah, it's okay, especially when those kids get older and those shouting matches happen. It's okay to choose silence as your response. It's okay to walk away and stop and think before speaking because a lot of times that's the only that's the only filter that we have before we say something that we may regret later. Um, another thought would be to set expectations for your kids' words. Of course, in everything we do in parenting and caregiving, we know that we are setting an example and modeling for our kids. And so... Set expectations for what you expect to hear from them with how they use their words to you as parents, to their siblings, to their friends. We think of Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. We want our kids to see our example in how to use words and have those expectations set for them as well.
1: We need to be teaching our kids better self-talk. Uh, we need to make sure that we do not let them beat themselves up. It's important that they do not believe the lies that the enemy wants them to to believe. Satan so often uses these lies about our identity to help shape us into people who are really insecure about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we need to make sure that we're teaching our kids in their words and their language, better self-talk, how we actually talk about people. We talked earlier about Uh, Saying that someone is worthless. Saying like, no, that is a lie. We don't talk about people. We don't talk about ourselves in that way because it's simply not true. Teaching them that building up themselves, not that they become prideful, not look at me. I am a great athlete. But teaching them to not let the lies of the devil tear themselves down, which will then result in hurt people, hurting other people and tearing down other people.
0: Sure. I encourage you guys to give your kids high quality praise. So often, a lot of times we have quantity praise of our kids. We've got the oh good job, oh you're such a good kid, you're such a good girl, um, and instead of those those statements that can also lead to a lot of like achievement based and it's all about my accomplishments, focusing on high quality praise of character and like making those statements really worthwhile and thought out and really recognizing and seeing your kids and using those things to build them up with your words Uh,
1: positive language alternative so instead of uh telling our kids what to do or i mean we tell them what to do versus telling them what not to do you may not touch the stove you may not run across the street you may not hit your sister Right. Instead, instead, yeah. instead
0: it, of those things, it's, hey, we keep our feet, feet on the floor, please, instead of, you know, feet on the couch. Do uh, not rock your chair. Right. Keep your, yeah, keep your chair on the floor. Um, so I think there's other, uh, jumping on couches instead of don't jump on the couch of, hey, Reagan, we can jump over here, and just giving them positive Instead of telling me what I can't do, sometimes kids can't see that different. Like, where is it appropriate to do this? And so, give tell them what to do and build them up in the the fact that you're in you're empowering them to do the things that are acceptable in a positive light.
1: Yeah, Proverbs eighteen thirteen uh, tells us if one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. And bringing that back to the communication piece of listening before right. we're saying our words. If we're going in, we're going to situation and we're going to correct and instruct without hearing what actually happened, something breaks. We mm. walk into the room ready to tear our child a new one with our words. Mm. We say, hey, what actually happened? I need to hear your words first before I respond with my own.
0: Right, and having that time delay so we can stop and think before we speak, making sure that the words that come out of our mouth next after any situation are ones that will build up instead of tearing down. I think a good note to wrap this episode up on Thad would be James 119, uh, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Sure, a lot easier said than done. Um, not going to say that this is an easy concept, but parents your words are so important and so powerful and they're ones that your kids are going to remember and we hope and pray that the words that your kids remember you speaking are ones of encouragement ones of biblical truth about who god says they are about parents who love them and see their identity the way that christ does
1: thanks for listening to it starts at home we hope that today's episode has been helpful and encouraging to you If you enjoy this episode, we ask that you share it with a friend. You can stay connected by subscribing to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.